0: Thank you change careers all the time. So how do you go from computer engineering into the restaurant business and then frankly back into technology? So today we're joined by Lucas Luke who's got a doctorate in computer engineering and we're going to talk about his journey both in academia into the restaurant business, what led him into technology and what he's doing today. So thanks for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the invitation.
0: Pleasure. So Let's start with what drew you in to your academic area in the first place.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's, to be frank, it's quite simple because I um, am a first, first, gener- first generation immigrant. Um, I grew up in China, which is well known for, <laughs> for the, for the, um, for the uh, science and the engineering uh, teaching when, when I was a kid. So I thought I'm pretty good on these, so that's how I got into the engineering field. And I, after digging into all those different ones, and I think computer engineering is the one that really fits my uh, talent and my passion, and that's how I got in there. Yeah.
0: But so you took a little segue though. You started
1: a restaurant somewhere along the way. Uh yeah, exactly. Um, because I have um. Uh, I always want, want to do entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. and um, when I was here, um, there was, you know, when I, I was here during the Obama administration, and uh, he really opened up the opportunity for, uh, for the international students. So we do see a huge wave of uh, people coming in from China and you know, who are looking for authentic food because that's what they like. And that's, that's how we got into the restaurant businesses uh, as a first uh, entrepreneurship trial, uh, I opened it together with some of my friends in Chicago, and uh, that's, that's, that's why uh, we, we do restaurant. Yep. And are you still in the restaurant business? Uh, no, I sold it uh, four years ago together. Yeah, it was a restaurant and a bar. And uh, the bar was a karaoke bar, which was really fun. Um, really but, you know, uh, I, I think I, uh, I, I'm more like a technology person in the restaurant, even though I learned a lot being management, operation, uh, you know, all this marketing stuff. But I, I think I, I just want to continue my engineering path.
0: <laughs> and, and is that how you were led to start
1: uh, InFi? Uh, yes, that's how I got into InFi because after years of uh, restaurant operations, I do see a lot of struggles, especially for the immigration, uh, like immigrant open restaurants businesses, which are a lot in the United States, including Chinese open restaurant, Korean open restaurant, Mexican open restaurant. And uh, people are struggling on a lot of stuff, and uh, I want to use the technology to help them improve their overall operation. That's that's how I got into Infine.
0: Interesting. So for people who don't have a background, and please correct me if I go off base at, here at all, but people that open restaurants based on their authenticity often use a different ecosystem than you see in fast food American eateries, right? So there's no supply chain that I know of for Nationally, for Chinese restaurants or Vietnamese restaurants, like there is Cisco for steakhouses, and McDonald's has its own supply chain. So, yeah. is that true for technology too?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, for for immigration-operated uh, restaurants, you know, all restaurant use a PY system. That's mainly their technology stack all around it. And uh, for 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 them, a lot of them. They, if they have a good in, uh, English understanding, they will use some American uh, brandings such as like Square Clover, and et cetera. But for, for people who don't have enough in, uh, English background, they, they will prefer their native language POS system that's created by local, you know, like like people like us in the United States to, to help them. That's a lot of people uh, uh, using that. Um, so, so the situation is quite, simple. Uh, there's, you know, all the, the the restaurant system is is a traditional, you can consider that as traditional SaaS service, mm-hmm. right? SaaS service, you need a lot of development. It's kind of hard. You need a lot of service, which is also very challenging and uh, B2B service, B2B sales and uh, restaurant fragmented. And uh, you can see the difference between the main, mainstream um, t- technology was way better than you know, whoever providing the services to the to the immigration restaurants. So uh, that's 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 one of the reasons that uh, immigration restaurants has a very bad uh, technology stack. Uh, but there's more reason for 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 them struggling. But this is one of the biggest reasons. Yeah.
0: So explain exactly what you've created and how it helps solve some of those problems.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I my my company currently focus on uh, self-ordering technology. We we trying to make uh, we're trying to make the restaurants uh, automated on their uh, traditional uh, register cashier to to replace their labor uh, to to reduce their labor cost. Uh, which was the original why I'm doing this was because um, for for immigration restaurants. Uh, I, I got While I was doing restaurants, I, I have a lot of restaurant friends who are immigrants and uh, they all struggle hiring people. Uh, if they open uh, a fast food style restaurant, there are two styles, fast food and uh, the dining, the, you know, the, the cat, you know, the, with service, you know, yep. you know what I'm talking about, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, for fast food, the, the cashier is actually a salesperson, right? You need in, in that 10 seconds, 20 seconds present, uh, sell, upsell, you know, uh, all these, but they're not doing, frankly, they're not doing a good job because they, they, they it's very hard to hire. They hire students who have fluent English speaking, but don't care about the food, or you have somebody who cares about food, like all immigrants, but don't speak English well. So that's why we're trying to replace, change this with technology. And after, the more we're doing it, uh, I figured, um, not just immigrant immigrant restaurants, the, the American restaurants, for example, the, the burger shop, the, the hot dog shop, uh, taco shop, all these, uh, they have the same problem. They have short labor shortage recently, uh, the minimum wage is rising, and uh, they have back technology stack. A lot of them still, they use very bad um, POS system, and uh, that's, I see there is even bigger opportunity in, in, in the entire Restaurant business is besides the 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 beachhead, which is the 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 immigration restaurants. So uh, that's we got more and more confident now doing yeah. It's
0: an int- it's going to be an interesting time to be in the business you're in because there is such a shortage, regardless of where in food services, right? Whether it's immigrant or whether it's mainstream, people can't get enough cashiers, enough waiters, enough cooks.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so COVID is yeah. a double-edged sword for us. Uh, one is, it gets everybody educated, that you need technology operated a must instead of just something fancy you, 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 you can either have or not. It is a must. Otherwise, you, you can overcome some uncertainties like pandemic. I'll give you an example. My, the restaurants who use our technology before the pandemic make even more money during the pandemic. Why? Because their competitors are closed. During, their, during the pandemic. So we can actually sustain and make more money. And, uh, and that's something that's, that's fact. <laughs> so it's unfair to a lot of restaurants. It we, we do see the data. And um, uh, that's, that's one thing. The other, the other thing is, it, I call it double-edged sword because it also hurts us as a te- restaurant technology provider because a lot of restaurants close. They don't have enough budget to do upgrades. And uh, even though you're providing something, we, we couldn't afford it, right? So um, so it do give us a lot of uh, burden on the cash flow. Yeah.
0: So your solution interface self-ordering does it help the back end of the operation as well?
1: Uh, we do integration, so we are trying to integrate with uh, the the major QI system, which are say Square, Clover, Toast, which are the three major hunters. Okay. we're trying to partner, and they solve all the banking issues and we solve the funding issues we don't want to create something that already well developed in the market we just want to fulfill the, fulfill the gap that's what we're trying to do okay
0: yeah. so and if i understand you know you walk into mcdonald's or somewhere like that that's yeah. essentially you've built that for independent restaurants right yeah and is it multilingual support? So, can you order in Mandarin and I order in English or whatever your native language is? I'm sorry, I didn't want to assume.
1: Yeah. yeah, that is the original <coughs> feature. Uh, one of the features is uh, multiple language, and now it supports English and Chinese. Furthermore, so the more I develop, I definitely need to include uh, Spanish and uh, other. I will just call another language and the, the restaurant owner can just input their own language in there, you know, like, because it's, it's, it's limited. Uh, you don't, you don't even the entire language in there. You just input the necessary phrase in there. And right. I think our restaurant owners are able to do it. So, yeah. And,
0: and is it, I don't want to say simplified, but can you push daily specials onto the
1: ordering board?
0: Is it a set menu only? How does that work for, the business
1: owner yeah it's um, it's it got a lot of management tools that uh doesn't exist in the market uh for example you just talk about the bill, uh, uh the daily specials right yeah uh, which is true right because customer uh, restaurant owners are fancy on their promotion on their marketing strategies and uh, daily promotion is one of it. Uh, you can imagine on the traditional way to manage daily special is you, you simply just tell the cashier that, hey, we're running daily specials on, uh, on, on Tuesday, right? Every Tuesday, we got free tacos. <laughs> Taco, yeah. <for> Tuesday, right? <laughs> Taco Tuesday, right? Taco <laughs> Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, right, yeah. We got free tacos on Tuesday. And uh, you just tell the cashier and the cashier will, 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 will just give a 100% off on the cut tackles on Tuesday, right? But on the kiosk, you need something automated. So you need to create a strategy, which is uh, Taco Tuesday, and then it's, it's keep running on every Tuesday. And that's the difference. And that's also how, how it helps because not everybody walking knows it is Tucko Tuesday, right? But if you have a correct manual board layout and a correct presentation on, hey, today is Taco Tuesday and all here is are free, Oh, here's a hundred percent off, here they are 50% off, 20% off, and then this is the regular manual. And it actually pushes customers towards the operation and strategy. And uh, that, that's actually how kiosks be more useful than just the ordering board. It is a strategy management board regarding your sales strategy, your marketing strategy, and operation. That is very important.
0: So does it do you have any statistics on does it reduce the time in the kitchen the time for the k- kitchen to produce a ticket anything like that other operational efficiencies
1: yeah there are um uh, so i got a lot of data uh, and also i compare those data with mcdonald's data because you know mcdonald's like, happy <laughs> i feel the company okay yeah. so um so there are some data that's very interesting uh with kiosk um, regarding the opportunity efficiency it reduced 90% of the ticket errors, why? Because customers are punching punching their orders on their own. So uh, they don't make mistakes. They double check on their own before they send the orders to the kitchen, right? So it reduced 90% of the ticket errors. For, uh, you, you know what I mean, right? I ordered, I ordered uh, a bubble key. I want some bubbles in there. But when you got that actual bubble key, you don't see any bubbles, and you, you'll be like, yeah, those, are, those really reduce operation efficiency. And also um, get increased average ticket size, right? Because customer has more time to browse the menu and the browse, the, the things that they never got discovered on, on the menu, which are actually some, some you know, the, 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 the inspiration from, from the, the chefs are not, never got this discovered because the bad sales strategy, right? Nobody is trying to push that. So on the kiosk, it's, it's, it's so consistent. It, it keep pushing that out. You got this new item. You got this new modifiers, which is one dollar more expensive. But do you want to try? Right. Okay. So it's keep adding up on the on the ticket size. So those are the two things that really gonna stand out. And also the 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 besides that, the most important thing is, uh, it's it's way cheaper than uh, hiring labors. Uh, I have. You can imagine. You 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 all of a sudden you you opened up like 20, just, just too <laughs> you, you, you open like three more registers without hiring a person. Right? Combining with your existing register, you now have four registers and you only pay one person. And now you can in a rush hour you take three times more orders than just one cashier. And I have a customer who has their best their best months before they install the kiosks. You can only do 70,000. After they install four kiosks, they can do in average they can do ten thousand. That's because you know they have more taking orders, and they, they converge more more revenue. That's how simple it is. The ROI is amazing for that restaurant.
0: Yeah, the ROI that that's a strong ROI. But it's an interesting point because years ago I remember reading an uh, article where Taco Bell, yeah. right, made your name was struggling with their average ticket size. To your point. Because mm-hmm. their demographic at that point was, you know, I think it was like 18 to 26 year old male, and they yeah. were spending four bucks on average. Now you can't get near a Taco Bell for $4, and they've raised okay. their ticket price and nobody's flinched. Okay. Right. That's so different. the ability to, to drive those other products to drive additional consideration, but not have the labor expense is huge.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think Taco Bell installed kiosks a long time ago, so I think that also helped.
0: Yeah. yeah, My my town still doesn't have them, and it and it's terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a slow rod. Kiosks has its own upfront cost, and uh, that's that's really you know uh, hurt the a lot of restaurants who wants to do up- upgrades. So I just want to mention that our pricing is very affordable. We use a lease to own model. So you instead of you buy the kiosk, you lease the kiosk. So it gives give restaurant owner are easier way to get get a kiosk. Otherwise, they have to pay a lot of money to get like three kiosks, right? Now they, they don't. They just lease it. They just pay. We we our company takes the risk of restaurant not paying the money. So yeah. So we we're really trying to help the restaurants. Yeah. So
0: so you talked about the ROI. That, that's a great way for them to get in, reduce yeah cost, go straight. and and start using the product
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah so if i recall correctly your business operates in four or five cities at this point we're all obviously
1: chicago where else are you oh we are now in like 13 different states wow Um, yeah we are in uh the middle middle west was a huge area uh illinois indiana wisconsin st louis which were the major focus of course and now we Got a lot of users from California, New York, Florida, and uh, uh, what else? Uh, uh, Texas. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because uh, our yes, we are trying to make it really a plug and play uh, device instead of a big chunk of technology. Because the restaurant are not really technology savvy, so they, they need something easy to install, plug and play. We make everything wireless, no cable at all, except the power, of course. And, uh, um, you know, in in Wi-Fi, everything in Wi-Fi, but we, because I'm a PhD in computer engineering, I really try to make sure everything in Wi-Fi, but stable. Otherwise, it's not gonna work. (laughs) (laughs) You're (laughs) You're not expecting to lose connection all the time, right? So we we try to make sure it's in Wi-Fi, but stable and uh, easy to install. That's how we got into different states.
0: Okay. Interesting. I, I know a little bit about retail Wi-Fi because I worked with a technology company called Cradle Point a number of years back. Yeah. Doing SIM cards for diverse connectivity. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 Yeah,
1: that's something very important. And uh, but that's extra cost. If restaurant owners cannot afford it, we have to provide them other ways to to do. But you know, this thing gets it gets better and better. You know, with 5G. All of these new technologies, new Wi-Fi protocols rolling out, and you know, everything's getting better. Yeah.
0: They, they cost the cost of 5G is coming down, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It,
1: it, yeah. And, yeah.
0: And, and for listeners that aren't American, right, uh, internet costs here are extremely high compared to Europe, UK. I, I oh, can't yeah. speak for Asia, right? But yeah. the costs here, and business-grade costs are extremely, way higher than consumer costs so yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> you know it <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah i, I live i live in that world a little bit so <laughs> <laughs> so a- any final thoughts anything you know that you want people to know that are considering deploying your solution
1: uh we um just try it yeah it, it's definitely worth it yeah i i'm i'm a I know restaurant business so well, and uh, I know how they struggle. And uh, we are really trying to tailor our solution towards a good, ideal to make 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 our restaurant owner friends hands off. You know, after setup, that's our goal. You know, I know how 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 tough it is to manage a lot of different things at the same time. And I, I hope with our technology, they can worry less. That's my goal. And uh, if you want to worry, have less worry on your register, try to install some kiosks and uh, it's less on your burden. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Lucas, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate yeah. you being here.
1: Thank you, Kim.